Welcome to the Imitator Podcast, where we're discussing how to become more like Jesus, one topic at a time. My name's Curtis Henry, and I'm joined here by my co-host, Jeremy Sutherland. Hey, Curtis. Glad to be joining you again today. Headline of the day, people are falling off buildings in search of the perfect Instagram shot. This is from Fast Company website. Uh, This is back in 2019. And here's a quote. It says, a study published in the Journal of Family Medicine and Primary Care found that some 259 people died taking selfies between October 2011 and November 2017. Now, wow. these are the only recorded ones that, that made it to the media. So there could be a lot more. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you guys should really check out this uh, this article. They include a video in there from Russia. And these two guys are climbing up this huge skyscraper that's having work done. And there's a crane, a massive crane on top of the skyscraper. And so they climb up like 660 meters or something like that, and then out cantilevered over the void, (sighs) way out, and they're standing on the very tippy top of it, and at one gust of wind and they're done. You know, it's, it's crazy what people are doing today for some Instagram followers. That's crazy. So the, it's these influ, and they, I'm sure they got a lot of a lot of views right. from this. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's yeah, it's shocking. Like who who does that? You can't watch it without your palms sweating. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, it's, what's the, what are these quote unquote influencing influencers are influencing others to do? And I think that's the concern of these. They're as they're throwing themselves out over these voids and edge of cliffs. They're putting themselves in these risk situations so that they can gain followers and gain views and clicks and all that stuff. Right. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it seems so crazy that they would risk all, you know, so much risk their lives as these 259 people died, you know, just to get followers and likes and subscribers and, or, you know, all of that. Yeah. Yeah, so the article goes on to say that YouTube and some other social sites have witnessed wave after wave of dangerous, quote unquote, challenges since 2014, including the fire challenge, uh, including the Tide Pod challenge and others. These challenges, it says, are clearly driven by social media imitation and competition. Man, yeah, I hadn't heard of any of these, but... You talk about f- the farm challenge as well. What is the f- the farm challenge? The f- well, it, it's not as much a challenge. It's, it's called farm parties. And farm parties, okay. It, it's short for pharmaceutical. Um, it's something that popped up on my radar maybe 15 years ago. It's where students would get together and they would grab medicine from their parents' cabinets, um, whatever medicine, antidepressants, uppers, downers, uh, anything they could find, and they'd put it into a large bowl at these parties, and then they would just take fistfuls or handfuls of these pills, pop them, just to kind of figure out what, what, are they going to get high, how are they going to feel, and how dangerous is that? Wow. Um, I... I unfortunately know I had a, a former student who took part in one of those fire challenges and his friends um, poured lighter fluid onto him and they lit him on fire and he was supposed to jump into a spa right away into a little pool of water to, to extinguish the fire and he ended up tripping 
and getting over, over, I believe it was like 60% burns on his body. Oh my goodness. So these like, tragic, like, tragic. And, and, and the Tide Pod challenge is grabbing one of those dishwasher things, throwing your mouth and videoing it. Like I, I see these things as these kind of cracks in the dam. Our, our youth is just, it's these little things. Like if we don't take healthy risks in our life, we're going to, we're going to slip into these like unhealthy risks. And We've spent like this last year saying, you know, stay safe, stay home, stay six feet away, wear a, wear a mask, stay safe. And I just wondered what that's doing to our psyche as we like, oh, we need to stay safe. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great point. Uh, yeah. And so as we, you know, talk about risk and unhealthy risk and what that has resulted in in our culture of, of people desiring you know, to be adventurous or risk takers or, you know, pursuing more followers, whatever that is, yeah. at, at whatever cost. Uh, what does God say about risk and healthy risk and unhealthy risk? The Bible just, it seems to have a lot to say, maybe in a way of like kind of reading behind the lines. Like if you do a risk, a quote unquote risk search in the Bible, like depending on what version you're reading, you, you might not find any hits, but then right. you start reading the the stories in between and going, oh my gosh, this person really risked their life. You think of Esther who mm. decided to go before the king unannounced at a great risk to her own health and safety for the sake of her people. And like she risked at all, right? Absolutely. Yeah, she was incredibly brave in that situation. Uh, I, You know, Paul was also a person who endured and went through uh, quite a lot of risky situations. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11, uh, 23 through 27. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I've worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number, and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I had traveled... On many long journeys, I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. I've shivered in the cold and without enough clothing to keep me warm. Hashtag risking it all. I mean, had had Paul had social media back in the day? Oh man, that that's that's he's putting himself out there. Anybody who's putting himself out there for a real noble reason and 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 a, an amazing cause. And Paul could not say that he had a safe or uh, boring life. Would you? Right. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think you know what when we talk about risk, unhealthy risk versus healthy risk. 
Uh, part of it is the motivation of, of why we're doing what we're doing. Uh, and part of it is the actual acts. But I think, you know, Paul would have been seen as a as a healthy risk taker because he was doing it for a noble cause for the gospel. What do you think, Jeremy? Yeah, you know, the the same the same was for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, in Daniel chapter three, verse twenty nine, this is reading from the ISV version. It, it, Nebuchadnezzar says uh, that those three guys were willing to risk their lives in order not to serve or worship any god except their own god. Um, they put their lives on the line for what they believed and for the, the yeah. for the sake and cause of others. And you know, as we look at social media, putting you know doing these risky selfies and these risky challenges it poses great harm to yourself, but has really nothing to to do but hurt others. You right. know, um, it's it's n- these are not healthy outputs. These are not healthy things to do. Um, yeah, yeah. I think you know when you don't have when when you're in a safe environment in a culture that celebrates and upholds safety as the highest yeah. goal. Yeah. When safety is everything and you don't have a healthy outlet for risk, you're bound to have unhealthy risk come out of that, whether it's, you know, these these farm parties or the Tide Pod Challenge or the Fire Challenge or or even like, you know, if you don't have healthy risk as an individual, like what that could mean for your relationship, um, whether that's finding something a little risky or fun on the side, you know? Yeah, a throwback to the Seinfeld, the show. You know, you had Bubble Boy who lived <laughs> in a bubble, and he had this perfectly safe life. And I and I, I feel we too easily want to be in that position of complete safety, thinking oh, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. I'm this, and and there's safety things are good, right? Like airbags on cars are good. Hundred percent. But yeah. ultimately, you have to remember that driving down a Willow Road at 55 miles an hour. There's another car going 55 miles an hour. There's lots of cars going 55 miles an hour, only, what, three, four feet away from you? And you, I haven't interviewed every single driver coming in the opposite direction to know what their status of mind is. Are they, are they looking at their cell phone? Are they, do they have too much to drink? You just you, you can't do that. So there always is going to be an element of risk in our lives. Um, but it's like, you know, we have to balance that with with lots of stuff, I guess. Right. Yeah. We have to decide, I think, if the positives outweigh the negatives in our lives, uh, as far as risk goes, you know, what, what are the, the positive aspects, you know, the positive aspects of, say, you going backpacking yeah. versus the negatives. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I think your personality, your upbringing all, all has to, to, plays into like what healthy risk is for us and it's not uh you know i I think of my youth you know i i had a guy who introduced my brother and i to rock climbing at the age of 12 so when i was 13 we climbed moral rock in the central valley not the not the one on the coast and we hiked to the top set up a uh, an anchor and rappelled off this 1500 foot face and you know that I wouldn't say that was normal, but that like that's kind of like what I grew up in. So I watched that video of the guy climbing the tower. I'm like, well, that's that's kind of cool. I've done that with a rope. I've climbed a thousand meter uh, tower with with roped and being roped in. 
and that's exciting to me. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what do you got? What do you, like, where, where are you going to take me? Um, and just, just growing up exploring the countryside, what, what was the, kind of like your childhood risk? What, do you remember anything that like pops up in your head? I think it was, you know, we were, we lived on five acres and so we'd always be finding different adventures or risks to, to do. But, uh, one of them was, you know, just trying to see the biggest jumps we could go off of with like this electric scooter. One year, I remember I was probably 11 or 12 and I got this electric scooter and we have a pretty good, like steep driveway and just ripping down that thing along with, you know, the, the little motor that was pulling you along and uh would hit the we i hit this jump and when i landed the the electric motor came off the front and broke after the first oh, jump no. and it, <laughs> so i mean things like that we would do but uh it sounds like your upbringing was a little bit more risky <laughs> no but i see i'm i'm very cautious by nature so i entered these things in with a lot of like thought and preparation and training all that stuff and and that like kind of sets my output of like, okay, well, where, what, what are these healthy risks in my life? Because I believe there's a big danger if we don't have a healthy risk right. output yeah. in our lives. A hundred percent. And I think somebody like Paul, you know, he had so much risk and adventure and, uh, and all of that just in his relationship and following Jesus and following what Jesus asked him to do, that he wasn't the kind of guy in my mind, to really have time to pursue other risky things that may have been outside his calling. You know, he was dedicated, and I, and I think about that in my own life. Like, you know, when I'm following Jesus, oftentimes the excitement, the adventure of that, I, I don't really have a big desire to pursue other unhealthy, risky things that, that aren't beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, I think about David. You know, here, oh, here yeah. he was. He was a, a, a shepherd boy. He fought off lion. He fought off bear. He had this crazy adventurous upbringing, mm. um, at least from my perspective. And and then he becomes king. And it seems like he kind of settled into a routine and then chose to to sit back because it says that uh, it, that that in the spring when the kings normally go out to battle, one year he didn't go. And that year that he didn't go out to battle with his soldiers, he didn't take that those risks, those healthy risks that were that were called upon him as a king, as a leader, as a soldier. And right, that he, was his responsibility. That was his responsibility, and he fell back, and then that's when he fell into adultery with Bathsheba. Like he he found this unhealthy risk, yeah, um, and that led to so much destruction in his life. Absolutely. Yeah, just from personal experience, you know, it's one thing to read about Paul in the Bible, but it's quite another thing to see in real life somebody doing very similar things. Um, In 2015, I went to Turkey and to Azerbaijan for the first time uh, for a missions trip because the church was working on raising funds to translate the Bible into a a language that was just spoken in the hill country in Azerbaijan. Amazing opportunity that God opened up for me to be able to go. And I met just the most amazing guy there who is is a pastor of a church there and has has planted multiple house churches. And he's constantly traveling to these super dangerous cities where he's hated and 
and all of his people in these house churches, almost all of them have been beaten and lost their jobs and, and completely isolated from their families and all of these things for the sake of the gospel. And it, it's so inspiring. Every time I talk to him, when I get off the phone, I feel like, you know, this excitement for what God is doing and what he's called us to. And for that, you know, that excitement for that healthy adventure and risk that is following Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so following Jesus does, it, it involves, we're called into a great adventure. We're called into this like adventure. And and I love the, the, the 15th century definition of of adventure. It says it's an an undertaking usually involving danger and unknown risks. And so when we step out, like, we don't know what God's going to call us into. I just believe it's not a boring existence, mm-hmm. uh, completely devoid of any kind of danger. It, it We are stepping into something. And the, the movie, this, this quote spoke to me from the movie Thor. It says, um, it's a, a conversation between the gatekeeper and Thor. The gatekeeper says, the risks are too great. Mm. And Thor responds with saying, Everything we do from here on is risk. There is no other way. Wow. And I believe following Jesus, we, we can't escape the risk, but we can choose whether we decide to have this healthy risk or unhealthy risk in our life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I love this quote from Teddy Roosevelt that says, uh, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who act, who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least failed while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. Wow. That, Curtis, that gave me, that gave me, gave me goosebumps. The line where he says, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood. Is this not Jesus? Is this not Jesus who added humanity to his deity and came down to get dusty and sweaty and bloody, to, yeah. to, to face real risk for a, uh, a worthy cause? So that's, that's the Jesus that we follow, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, as Jesus followers, it's our responsibility to look at our lives and to, to evaluate whether we are following Jesus, if we are having that risk and that adventure that he's calling us into. Uh, and if not, just praying and asking God what he has for us, because God does have a, a risk and an adventure for all of us. Yeah. So that would be the, that'd be the uh, challenge for this week is to think over what are healthy risks in your life. Absolutely. And f- in, in following Jesus. So we just want to thank you for joining us today on the Imitator Podcast, where we're discussing how to become more like Jesus, one topic at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'd appreciate it. Uh, But that's it for today. Hope you have a great week. Thanks, y'all.